my name's Dan Jones from Whakatane, New Zealand, well, Wellington, New Zealand these days. Uh, yeah, I'm over here in the final preparations for Western States 100 miler. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> awesome, man. Good little intro. Um, it's fun to chat again because it's funny because Hayden told me about you, Hayden Hawks, like years ago or maybe a couple of years ago. I shouldn't exaggerate. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. His friend from New Zealand. And we came, or you came out here. We went to the Grand Canyon together. And it was super fun to meet you after hearing about you for so long. No, that was, um, hey, uh, the feelings mutual, mate. It was, it was very cool uh, camping out, getting to experience the Grand Canyon for the first time. Like I was actually, I probably told, was telling you about it. But back in the day, I thought the Grand Canyon was just something that you drove up to, took a photograph and left. But we spent a week there, didn't we? And uh got to experience uh, multiple climbs well descents down into the canyon then climbs back out and wow what a place loved it yeah it's wild we'll definitely touch on that more in a little bit but um we're i guess we're talking about western states and um and tarawara because tarawara became a golden ticket race was it this year or was it the year prior uh yeah well i don't even know covid like disrupted a lot in new zealand so i think it was cancelled one year i was going to do it the previous year and it was cancelled and so i i returned well i went to it this this year in january and that's where i won my golden ticket i think unfortunately it's no longer a golden ticket event so i made the most of that opportunity didn't i and uh yeah here we are over in over in uh, northern california yeah you definitely took advantage of like that kind of local uh, race for you right yeah so um rotoroa where uh, tarawera um well finished is about one hour from where i grew up so fairly local to the area and i'd been on all those trails it was actually a b course because there was actually a slip on the original course and it was only changed about three days prior but that didn't really have too much effect on me like it was a beautiful course anyway we ran through the redwoods which are not native to New Zealand, but an absolutely amazing trails. Um, and it was very cool because, yeah, as we we're saying, Hayden came over and raced as well. And we did a lot of training together beforehand. I'm sure we'll go into it, but it's very cool when you get like overseas athletes really getting to appreciate some of like the best trails that your area has to offer. And to be fair, we had a bit of a, a crappy summer. It was like raining all the time and I'm like, bro it's not usually like this seriously um and i hope he believes me and comes back but yeah it's nevertheless nevertheless it was um a very cool race and kudos for that uh team there that managed to you know create a, an alternative course that really showed off the beauty of that area it's funny that you mentioned how rainy it was because while uh, hayden was over there granted he was in australia then went up to new zealand but um he was like, man, it's so rainy here. And I'm like, when I was there in the winter, it was dry, like hot and dry the entire time. I don't think we got rain one day. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think it's just all over the world right now. Well, I'm not sure all over the world. I've only been in New Zealand and in the US. And I know in the US, like in Boulder, where we were staying, where I was staying with Hayden um, leading up to this. And yeah, it was raining, like a thunderstorm would come through every day. And that's just, um, I, th I don't think that's usual for this time of year, usually and even since we've been here when we first got up to this lake tahoe olympic valley area it was yeah thunderstorms coming through and it seems to be a lot cooler a lot milder than what the um historically it has been so it's shaping up to be an interesting yeah what's well, going to be an interesting race a lot of snow on the ground but 
maybe not the same temperatures that they've had in the past. So yeah, who knows? But like, I hope all this uh, heat training has been for something. <laughs> Dude, yeah, for sure. It's interesting because I remember last year, like I'm in Reno right now, actually. And I remember driving up here around that same time and like just sweating to death while I was here and just running in the sun. And when I got in last night, I was like, oh, it's cold and windy and it doesn't feel like summer at all. Yeah, yeah, well, as I said, strange times strange weather patterns maybe all around the world um but who knows you know anything could happen on the day i know we are dropping in altitude throughout the course so things will heat up and i think it's still going to be important to you know put into practice some of the uh cooling protocol that we've kind of learned what well, i've learned and gotten good tips from from different people so um yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there yeah, let's talk a little bit about cooling and stuff because you you were in Boulder for what, like a week or two before you guys came out to the Grand Canyon? Yeah, it must have been, oh, it must have been three weeks. Yeah, so okay. I, I guess I got used to the altitude a bit there. The, the days didn't really heat up a hell of a lot. It was maybe getting up to the odd, you know, high 70s maybe some days. But yeah, it was certainly, um, yeah, it was it was one of those things we felt like getting out to the grand canyon and experience the experiencing like the high 90s was fairly necessary for those heat ad adaptations and saying that we were we did like we've, i've been doing sauna sessions while in new zealand and continue that continue that on with hayden while while in boulder so it feels like i've really put in a lot of work trying to get used to the, the heat and i mean i don't mind too much you know if it's not super hot in the day, but I kind of want to see if it's actually made a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like if you're going to put all that time into heat training and sauna sessions, like you want to see the heat, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, there's probably some good gains to be made besides the heat. Cause you know, you can get some, I don't know, good adaptations and, and good recovery from those well, recovery or, you know, muscle like, yeah, I think it promotes like, um, increased blood flow and that kind of good stuff but um yeah the heat the heat acclimation was you know the primary reason um and in saying that the weather forecast could change but um yeah you know we just do these things because we want to be as best prepared as we can right so it's the same as the altitude i came out to boulder because i knew this race started at around 2000 meters or what would you call that or six and a half thousand feet and yeah, the, the altitude, I think, is going to maybe be the, the 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 biggest thing that I've got on my mind that I want to keep in control of, when, especially starting out in this race, because I think we climb up to about 9,000 feet, 3,000-ish meters, um, which, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty high for a guy that lives at sea level for the most part. Yeah, how do you feel about the altitude then? Do you feel like the month or so that you've been here has really helped you adapt? Yeah, I do, I do. And Boulder's a bit lower than um than where we are here but even these last couple of weeks while being here i've just noticed each run that i go out and do i i seem to be adapting every day so like you know going out and running these hills they just seem to be like more manageable if you know what i mean like i can go at a steady pace and keep the heart rate lower and it just feels like my legs aren't going into oxygen debt <laughs> um so quickly if i put in a little spurt but that being said the race is going to be about attrition. It's going to be about looking after yourself. So if I can do that, if I can actually like manage my effort and get to the top of 
I say this, but you know, I might get carried away on race day. Who knows? But if I can manage my effort and actually like get to that top of the um, escarpment with, you know, good energy levels, staying, staying and running within myself, then I think that's going to really benefit me for the rest of the day. Because once I get onto the more like undulations and the climbs that are actually at a lower altitude, I'll feel maybe probably a bit, bit more in my element or a bit more um, of what I'm used to. Yeah, because you're generally used to running in more like drier, warmer temps, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I did come out, come out of, I guess, what New Zealand's going into winter because we're in the southern hemisphere. But um, oh, yeah, there's some amazing trails around where I live in Wellington. And I made the most of those before I came out to the States. So yeah, I, I'm, I feel like a bit of a, an intrepid traveler these days because, you know, I did my training there and then come over to the States and I've got different goals lined up for the rest of the year traveling as well. So it's pretty exciting, actually. Um, yeah, watch that space, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely fun to travel internationally to to race and experience new things and just because like races are so different around the world. It's kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. And I guess growing up in New Zealand, I travel a lot you know it's a long being in New Zealand it's a fair, fair way to travel across to to the states or even more so to Europe so if I get to do that um this year as well it'll be pretty pretty special um and I'd like to you know make the most of that while, while I can and having some good results will certainly help with that yeah definitely so let's um let's talk about why you and Hayden came out to the Grand Canyon because I was actually there the week prior with some friends doing some other stuff and then um you guys came out for a week to do a big long long week and I think you guys did like like a hundred and twenty mile week or something in the canyon is that what it was maybe kilometers I don't know yeah I suppose uh, it, it was something like two hundred and thirty k whatever that equals hundred and twenty hundred and thirty miles um yeah and yeah I mean. To be fair, that that's not um, out of the ordinary of the mileage I was putting in. I was, you know, some of my weeks in New Zealand were like 140, 150 miles, 250-ish kilometers, 240 to 250 kilometers. Those were my biggest weeks, to be fair. But I feel like I respond to, yeah, quite high, a high training load. And within that week as well, I, I usually put in one, one or so um, intensity sessions. But yeah, going out to the Grand Canyon, bro, like, you know, it was one of those things where like, well, we want to get out, get amongst it, um, not just for the for the heat acclimation, but, you know, what you get in the Grand Canyon is, you know, you and me know, and some of the other people that have been crazy enough to do it, is like, you get those super long downhills, nothing of ever experienced, like you're running down, so for those that don't know, you're dropping down like 10 kilometers, at least 10 kilometers, down right down to the valley to the is it the Colorado River yeah the Colorado River and it's just a pounding on on your quads and yeah you really have to manage yourself I probably went a bit overboard like I did one the first day we got in smashed it a little bit too hard the second day and picked up like a little bit of well you know like a bit of a hamstring just behind the knee a bit of tendonitis that you know I was I was on top of and it didn't bother me too much I'm pretty patient I try and stay relaxed when anything like that comes up and it's gone away now so it's all good but like when it's happening it's always like oh did I push that a bit too hard probably did but you know you've got to put yourself out there and I think that's the thing with 
um, competing at this kind of level is everyone's on the limit, right? So you're just trying to do as much as you can and seeing where the edge might be for yourself. And I probably found it there. So the body is was telling me, okay, yeah, two massive downhill days and then climbs back up one after the other was probably a little bit too much. Um, especially because in New Zealand, the big hill I was training on was like a probably a 5k descent and not as steep or not as in the Grand Canyon, there's heaps of like steps and yeah, it's a bit more um, jarring, I suppose, like as you're taking the descents, jumping from step to step and again back up, it's just continuous and you're you're in the heat. There's a lot of those extra stresses on your body. As you're rising, you're actually, it's actually getting cooler because you're approaching the top, but then you're also going into a high altitude back up to around six and a half thousand feet so yeah there's that trade-off as well yeah the grand canyon is interesting because i think it's it's very deceiving where you see it and you're like oh that's a it's a nice easy downhill but then like you're saying it's very steppy and moderately technical and there's a lot of people too and there's mules and other obstacles and stuff but like those long descents that you're kind of jumping over some things and then you have to turn around and climb back up. It can really beat you up and either completely destroy you or just make you strong, depending on how you go about it. Hundred <laughs> percent. And to be fair, I didn't mind the mules. Like having a bit of a break, you know, halfway, halfway as you're running up, halfway up is not too bad. Especially if Hayden's, if you're trying to hang on to the back of Hayden as he's like smashing it up the hill. But <laughs> no, it was good fun. Like I, I wouldn't change it to be honest. Like when you come out here and you you get amongst it like we were in boulder and then like having an experience like the grand canyon it's just like i don't i wouldn't have done that otherwise you know what i mean so it's like having these experiences they they each add up and i think you know you can draw you can draw on that when you're in the in those kind of pain caves and the in the hurt box up in um in western states because that's going to happen for sure I think that's one of the benefits of the Grand Canyon is it really does teach you to suffer a lot because like you can go and like you have to get out like no matter what you do you have to climb out of the canyon yeah yeah and uh, um, you know you you certainly see some members of the public um, also experiencing that as well when they realize yeah I've got to get back out of here and the kind of half looking like they're passed out on the side of the track you know some people probably underestimate the heat and how much you know how much physical exercise or activity they're going to have to you know have to do to get out of there as well and there is the option of the chopper but i'm sure that's not a a cheap um or inexpensive experience yeah it's probably not financially feasible for most people to hike down and then call a helicopter to pull them out yeah well i'm sure some people do it but yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) what was that like for you because i know you and hayden drove in from boulder and you drove through um the navajo indian reservation this big open desert and then you saw the grand canyon so what was that like to to experience kind of a bucket list item yeah that was actually really cool because we went the from the route where coming through colorado into utah we went through monument Monument Valley stopped off there for a photo as you do um, where old Forrest Gump stopped on his road to nowhere and then turned around and so he got that photo which is you know I don't know I wouldn't say it's a bucket list item but I put it on my Instagram and 
you know, it's yeah, it feels like yeah, you, you tick something off as a runner doing that. And then, yeah, carrying on through to the Grand Canyon, um, through, through the, is it, yeah, the Navajo um, reservation. It's just interesting experience learning about, you know, Hayden's pretty good with his history. So it's like teaching me about, a bit about the, the culture and um, I forgot the name of it now, but the, the houses, the, um, the mud houses and things like that, which is, yeah, I, I enjoy like listening and learning that, that kind of stuff as well. Um, and then getting to the Grand Canyon itself while well, we were stuck in traffic for a while because it was that Memorial um, Day weekend. So I think there's a few people out looking to get the same experience or slightly the same, you'd say. Uh, and yeah, getting there, the first look at the canyon is a bit of an overwhelming thing. You're like, okay, I've seen it in pictures, but I've got to run down there. That's going to be big time. And it was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. And and I know we spoke about it while we were um, camping in there around the Grand Canyon, but I think a lot of people just kind of, like you're saying, just kind of drive up and experience it that way, which is fine because it is a really beautiful location, but like you really understand the depth of it once you go down there to the river. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's true. Um, Cause I think we talked about it, as you said, um there's like as you're coming back up especially or even going down there's like false flats and then the false uh summits when you're coming back up and you're like okay surely that's the top and you're like oh actually i've only been running for like 20 minutes i've got a long way to go <laughs> um so yeah i'm everyone probably has that same kind of thought process when they're walking out of there as well and as you start to learn the different ascents and descents um angels blight and uh, I forgot the other one um, now, but yeah, we I started to learn the tracks and like, yeah, you're like, okay, let's just pace ourselves here. And I think that's probably a, a good thing for the public to think about as well is making sure, you know, you're well stocked with, with fluids and nutrition and then, yeah, really controlling your effort, which, yeah, is probably something is a good thing to put into practice for something like Western States. So I think it was training that's going to pay off do you feel like going out there and uh, running in the grand canyon for that week really helped you through training as far as like getting ready for western states yeah like as i said like i was a bit bummed to um to have that little hamstring thing come up but i managed to still get out and i think descend and ascend the canyon about four or five times that week which is yeah fairly substantial and i felt like i got good gains from those continuous downhills and continuous uphills. Um, yeah, the, the one thing that I have been working on as a trial runner is my is my climbing and probably descending as well, but more so, yeah, just the, just the hills because I, I feel like I've got enough speed, um, especially on the runnable trails. And so I'd like to think that I'm continuing to improve and that was just like another, another step in the process of improving my like, hill running. And yeah, hopefully it all pays off. Like the escarpment here from the start line for the first 10 K it's like running in the snow. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be hard work. Um, and especially because then you've got to run another 150 or 90 odd miles after that. Um, yeah, it's a bit daunting to be honest. Like we ran it the first week or the first, sorry, the first couple of days that we got here. And I was like, wow yeah i can see why the western states takes the winner you know 14 to 15 hours this is no joke this first bit especially 
I've been on other sections of the fast the bit of the course, but you're already eating into that time a lot when you're um running the old 10 minute kilometers up the up this escarpment. So it's all part of it. It's all part of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because all like most of my memories of states are like going up to film on top of the escarpment in the morning and you get up there at sunrise and it's really beautiful. But like it's weird to go from freezing, like my hands and my my feet are frozen. And then like an hour later, I'm just like sweating to death. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. Yeah, I think there's you know the, the option of um, being bold, starting cold, or you know layering up a little bit, being comfortable, and then really, uh, I guess making making sure that you're you're not overheating because if you overheat early and then you start cooking yourself, then it's going to be very hard to control or get your core temperature back to back to normal levels or even colder levels when it starts heating up later during the day. So there's so much to think about with this race. Eh? It's just like, oh, the heat, the nutrition, the yeah, well, the fluid intake, it's all part of it. But, um, and then, yeah, I, I guess what you're doing at aid stations and drop bags and all that kind of stuff. And, and the crew as well, I'm, I, th- I think I'm getting helped out with the Haldsberg um, um, running company, like the skiff is coming out and um, yeah, hopefully he's, he's going to be, um, he's got great knowledge of the race and got a couple of paces as well, um, Drew and Grant and um, hopefully mate Madge from Australia. He's been doing some um, good content and filming while we're out here and been running with him as well. So yeah, I've got a great crew behind me. My parents are coming tomorrow. Michelle's here. So yeah, it's amazing. You know, the support I've, I've got here, I've just got to put it all into practice or all, yeah, put all the pieces together on race day, I suppose. And that's going to be a, a big learning thing this year. Yeah. I feel like, um, like everyone that runs Western States, I feel like has a big learning experience. Like every time, like I've never ran, but um, every time it's like I talk to people afterwards, like, yeah, I learned so much this year and I learned so much this year. And it's like you're saying you do have to put a lot of pieces together because it is an interesting race compared to like, like nothing like not to say like Tarwar is easy by any means, but it's just it's it's flatter. It's a little easier to crew and everything and a yeah. lot less variables. Right. That's that's very true. And, you know, I think I can learn, you know, you learn things every race and even from Tarawera, you learn certain points around your nutrition that you could do better or the aid stations that you could um you know plan for my my sport crew awesome michelle and my parents were awesome but um it's how the weather was to be fair like it was a hot it was a warm day but i think it's just gonna be so much more important here to manage the heat so you know including the whole cooling processes and all that kind of good stuff is just going to be another element on top of what is already uh pretty full-on day <laughs> definitely and like i don't know how much you know like you probably know way more than me about um some of the changes this year because it's like there's tons of snow like anybody that watched broken arrow last weekend just there's basically a snow race right like everyone's up in the snow like you're running on snow so it's a lot cooler temps than usual but that yeah. could also be kind of deceiving i think for a lot of people or maybe they go out too hot or they do they go out too hard i should say and then suddenly you're going to get hit the heat in the canyons yeah, exactly. And even going up um, that escarpment with, with all the snow on the trail, like some, it's it's not that runnable. And I know some people don't run the escarpment, but it, it feels like you're almost going like, you know, 
two steps forward, half a step back when you're kind of slipping once in a while on that on that ice and snow. So for me, it's going to be, I don't know, as I said, like managing myself. And once I get past that snow section, because, hey, there's no snow in Wellington year round. Like I'm not that used to it, but I can do it. And I'm I'm running in a, um, some, you know, shoes that I've like been practicing with the tribute Essex Tribuco over the last couple of weeks in the snow and it seems all good so as long as I can yeah as I said like I if, if people start off fast I'm probably going to be like in the mindset like I want to keep them in sight because I'm yeah generally I start I like to start hard and be in contention but I've just got to really think about the how long this race is and how much time I can actually make up on the faster sections which are as I said, my strengths. So I do want to leave enough in the tank for that back half where, can I say, stride out? Like maybe that will look like a shuffle at the end of, you know, a hundred mile race, but sure, like just finish strong will be, will be great. I can't, I don't know if I see it happening, but we'll see. No, I think like, well, yeah, one, you are right. Like you're, it seems like you're, um, one of your strengths is to like run hard. Like remember Hayden was talking to me about Tarwara after you guys finished and just how fast he ran at the end of the race. And like he he kept telling me he's like oh yeah Dan's super fit, and then to like see what you actually threw down time wise was really impressive to see. So I guess um, maybe we'll see some of that out there. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I was spurred on by that whole golden ticket thing then as well. And yeah, I think we I finished up with a few like three minute forty k, yeah three minute forty k's because the last eight kilometers or five miles was uh pretty flat and on like this nice single track but anyway um if i could replicate that or even like you know i'm probably not going to be busting out a 70 second um 400 meters around the around the the track and what is it is it place the track yeah place the track um mm-hmm. but if i can at least be running smoothly and have my nutrition on point and all that kind of good stuff i feel like i can yeah i'll put together a good race um it's just it's just one of those things like it's a big unknown for me because it's my first hundred miler and there are other golden ticket winners and other people in the lottery and all that who are going into their debut for this race and it's going to be a hard race to debut on but I think that's part of the excitement and doing so at such an historic event you know this is the western states it's one of the oldest ultra marathons in the world. So it does feel very special to do that here. And um, I've got so much support, like from Americans and friends and family from back home and just random people reaching out to me, which is actually really cool. It kind of seems like your, um, your American tour this year has been like a bunch of bucket list places where like Boulder's kind of like an epicenter for running, going to the Grand Canyon and then going to Western States is just kind of like, it's like things that people dream about for years and here you are doing all three of those pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and it didn't come about just like that. Right. Cause I, I came to America last year and I, my whole grand plan was basically to go to canyons, the hundred K over there and try and win a golden ticket. And I had a pretty dreadful race. I blew up and finished 10th there. And so obviously didn't win the golden ticket, but then, I got the opportunity to go to Lake Sonoma. Oh, well, then I actually got a message from Hayden saying, hey, random stranger, come over, would you like to come over and do some training with me? I live in Cedar City. I almost um, actually like 
feed up next to a pool in Las Vegas at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Why not? It's either that or I've got to make plans on returning home because my tickets were for actually after Western States to return home. And um, I obviously royally uh, stuffed that up is a nice way to put it. Um, and so, yeah, I went out and trained with Hayden, worked at in the altitude and set a city with him and worked on my climbing and yeah, had a really successful race at Lake Sonoma hundred K and uh, I ended up going, yeah, you know, returning after that, but at least I could um, say I put together a good performance there and Hey, I met some cool people there as well. Skip, as I mentioned, um, who's coming out and helping me for Western stays. So it's so crazy how like, you know, you get all these interactions going and um they it's just it's just like a you know it comes around comes back around something like that anyway and yeah here we go <laughs> ready to race that's cool how um how the running community is like that where you can meet somebody and say like, hey we're we'll come and crew you we'll go out of our way to spend a bunch of time with a basically a stranger yep 100 percent. and um oh i mean you, you definitely don't see it every day i don't know if it's just the running, yeah, the trail running community that's like this, but it, it definitely seems like a very encouraging and supporting crew because, uh, you know, it's the same thing if people are coming to New Zealand and, like, you try and meet up with different people to show them, you know, what your kind of area has to offer. So uh, I like, highly encourage, like, everyone that's kind of listening and, yeah, hopefully tuning in that if, if you can do the same then you know it does come back around like Hayden came to New Zealand and got to experience it some cool well wet but cool terrain at Tarawera or before Tarawera and it dried out a little bit and you know we went out in the boat fishing and kind of doing some cool activities like that as well because you know why not like it's, it's your downtime you've got to really appreciate the the competitive side of things and then yeah do things that you can kind of relax and reflect on and you yeah, have a good time with it as well. Yeah, that is something that I really do enjoy about, about running and granted I'm not running on the same level as you guys, but it's fun to be able to like go race hard against some people, but then also just be like, Hey, we're friends. Let's hang out afterwards. Yeah. And it's, it's so true, right? Like we just didn't know each other before we hung out at the, um, at the grand Canyon, like camping out there for like a week. <laughs> and then it's just like, Oh, and then you reached out saying, oh, do you want to jump on this podcast? And you did some amazing photography and content for us at the Canyon. And I'm sure we'll catch up again, like over, you know, Western States as well. And yeah, so it's like, once you, I don't know, just it's, it's very cool that, you know, you can have, you can start making these different relationships and like kind of, yeah, just, just meet a whole lot of new people when you, when you travel and yeah, you get to have these experiences. Yeah, definitely. And it, I kind of feel like if you travel and don't meet new people, it's kind of like, what's the point? Like you should go when you travel, like meet new people and have new experiences and yeah, maybe you'll be friends with them. Maybe you won't, but it should change you in some way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like I'm a bit, bit of an introvert. So if I go to a backpackers, I'm always like, Oh, just doing my, my own thing for a little bit. And you kind of have a bit of a chat to, to the odd person but i suppose in our situation when you're camping with someone you're uh you get to know them pretty pretty quickly right um, uh, um no I, I i certainly try and you know come out of the shell a little bit and um i definitely like doing these kind of things like podcasts as well it's like you get to you get to probably 
talk talk a bit chat about yourself which is not something that you know I, I love to do or I don't go around doing that often but people do get to see a little bit about you and hey if that's cool or if I'm boring they can easily tune out by just pushing the pause button so that's sweet as well yeah people just dislike both of us they can just hit the pause button or cancel it give us a thumbs down <laughs> oh, don't do that I don't want to give you a podcast bad reviews mate <laughs> yeah but your one star reviews one oh, star yeah. Dan Jones is on the show he sucks <laughs> yeah that, oh, I don't even want to check now <laughs> <laughs> oh man well how are you feeling then for the race because today is Tuesday I'm probably going to release this on Thursday which would be a couple of days before race start but um, how are you feeling like just overall yeah pretty good pretty good like as I said, I think I feel like the legs are really um, responding well to the taper. Like my niggle that I had is gone. Um, Michelle's here, my, my partner. So it's nice to be able to, you know, have my just easy personal conversations with her. Um, and my parents are arriving tomorrow. So yeah, it'll be really nice. We're moving into a little place next to um, Lake Tahoe. And yeah, so that'll be us. Like it'll just be that final kind of preparation. Like if anyone wants to know the last few days of my training, basically it will look like Wednesday. Tomorrow will be like an about a 50-minute run with a few strides. I did a few strides, was like six times one minute hill efforts on on Monday after about a 45, 50 minute run. Um, yeah, as I said, tomorrow just a few strides, whether that's uphill or not, doesn't really matter. Like the hard work is done, so it's just about keeping the legs moving, um, not doing too much. Because the big thing about this race is I want to turn up fresh, and um, so I'm not going to be fatiguing the legs at all. It's just going to be crazy runs from here on out. Maybe Thursday will be a rest day, and then Friday will be just a little shakeout run. Maybe Thursday will be a little run as well. If people, if someone wants to go for a run, it's not going to make too much difference. Um, but other than that, yeah, we've just got the whole um, registration process and just making sure all the logisticals, logistics uh, side of things are taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think, like, I don't know, I'm kind of into logistical stuff. I think it's interesting. I don't know why. But I think that's such a big part of races like this, especially when you're competing at the elite level where a minute or two at an aid station adds up over the course of a hundred miles and can really make or break a race. Yep. And, um, I'll tell you the same. Usually I, I have, um, I'd say I have a tendency to, to push through aid stations quite quickly because I've always been taught. My dad is actually a, a multi-sport adventure racer. So he's always said, you know, the time that you lose in aid stations, you're never going to make up, right? Because you've got to push harder. You you could wreck yourself by trying to push harder and make up the time you've lost. So I, I have a tendency to try and be as quick as possible. But I know for this race, yeah, you do have to make sure that you get the ice on board Make sure you don't forget that extra gel or the nutrition that you have planned out. Um, of course, some things might not go 100% to plan, but as long as you try and get it as dialed in as what you've kind of set out for yourself, then I feel like that is going to put you into the best position possible to have a good result. Um, and yeah, just from what I've heard, like anyway, is, is that the icing and making sure you actually take the time to dip, stop in pools and cool yourself off is is yeah really important especially on those hot hot years definitely and like i don't know 
grow like living in the desert and growing up in the desert like to me that's just kind of second nature right. where it's like okay like every time i've gone to the grand canyon it's like okay i'm gonna stop and dip in every stream and creek and just kind of wet myself a little bit and, and it's interesting to see people that aren't experienced with that and they just kind of ignore it and you slowly see them like decline over time or if you'd have taken the five seconds to dip your hat or your your buff or something in the water you wouldn't have had the like slow death or the death march <laughs> yeah well thanks for reiterating that point for me and uh, thankfully i didn't experience the death march going up in the canyon you know but uh, i'm not saying it couldn't happen at state so i i do appreciate you like um yeah really uh pushing that point across and i i i've taken it on board like you know hayden's been a wealth of knowledge in that sense as well he he's given me a lot of um you know advice for this course and we're competitors, but we're good mates, so I, I really appreciate it, and um, I'll try and do my best to, to put in place some of those practices. Definitely. So speaking of, like, I guess, aid stations and stuff, like, what is your kind of nut- nutrition strategy? Are you doing a lot of liquids and gels, or are you eating solid food? Because I know at the canyon, you had a mixture of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, like, I, I feel like what you practice with is what you should try and aim for on race day that's why i was practicing with the solid foods and i'm pretty good with gels and um you know taking on carbohydrate drink and all that but i um i definitely feel like well in tarawita anyway i I worked away at trying to um or eating like i had a couple cliff bars um a snicker bar and well the cliff blocks as well so those are the kind of solid solid foods that i was taking in and yeah, I just feel like with a 14 to 15 to maybe 16 hour race that um, if I can take a bit of solid foods on early, maybe have the odd potatoes or banana through aid stations, then I can, yeah, I can use that and then take in the um, like gels and the carbohydrate drink mix when I'm yeah out on course and or not feeling the solid foods as much, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, tell me about the snicker bars why are those uh you, why are you into that satisfy the craving mate no it's <laughs> um i don't know snickers are just my go-to like chocolate bar i suppose i, I do quite enjoy them um but um in saying that I, I wouldn't mind a mars bar oh do you have mars bars over here mora bar we have mars bars like, yep. I, I don't remember the last time i've seen one though it's been a long time you're right I suppose it's a bit like a Milky Way. So if you don't know what a Mars bar is or a Moro bar, it's probably like a bit like a Milky Way, but a bit more like thicker nougat at, on the bottom and the caramel is probably a bit nicer. But yeah, to be honest, like it's any chocolate bar, it's all good. Um, yeah, it's just whatever's, whatever's handy. I've, I've even got a couple of bounty bars. Like, I don't know how that will go. To be honest, that coconut could get caught in the back of the throat probably one thing that i would watch eating coconut in a race um and make sure like if you do grow potatoes like one time in my training session i think i just bought some cheap spuds potatoes and um yeah they were not like the kind that kind of just like slide down your throat easy as and i ended up like just trying to choke them down and it just wasn't a good time so the small, we have them in New Zealand, they're called perlers, but I know you've got them here as well. They're like the small potatoes. If you just um, boil them up for like 45 minutes, like overdo it, just to overdo it, heaps of heaps of salt and a little bit of butter, they go all right. Um, but definitely um, 
before you take this advice on board probably practice it in in training like as we say don't really do anything new on race day so practice that nutrition that you're um considering to to do on race day always practice it in training first yeah definitely that's good advice i guess thinking about that though like going from new zealand to the states like was that a little um was that an interesting shift for you i guess like nutrition wise because I know there are a lot of similarities. But there's also differences too, right? Yeah, it is. It is. But I feel like I um, I actually, I actually went to um, university here for five years, so I, I'm fairly familiar with the American cuisine, um, and I haven't been. You know, I, I feel like after the race, I can definitely go a bit more overboard, and I'll be like looking to go to some good burger joints and i'm not saying i can't do that now but i'm just trying to keep the food a little bit more simple at the moment but yeah we went you know we went to a mexican place up in um at the grand canyon and it was awesome and i'll definitely be hitting some yeah spicier type cuisine and all that kind of yeah more foreign stuff that i'm, I'm probably not a little less used to being from new zealand yeah <laughs> yeah i guess um i don't know i feel like that mexican food is kind of mediocre but you guys had just ran a 50k that day with Tom Evans. So yeah, you guys had a long day. <laughs> oh, mate. That was the best Mexican I'd had for how long? I don't know. But I think the food especially tastes pretty good when you, you've put in the miles. Definitely. It's the hunger sauce, like I always say. Oh, that's true. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like anytime you do something hard, like everything tastes better after you can go to McDonald's, you're like, oh, this is the best burger I've ever had. And it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's it's like so I do a bit of like um hunting in New Zealand, like getting out into the mountains and stuff. And whenever you come off a big day, you can make just a big one pot meal and it tastes like a I don't know, Michelin star type dining, because you're just like, oh, it's sure it tastes better if you got like a few packs of salt or i don't know a bit of tomato bolognese sauce with it but uh it's amazing isn't it when you like you've worked hard and you really feel like you deserve that food um you've been probably snacking away on cookies and crap food but when you can get like a good one pot meal together and you've been up the bush or been like been on your feet all day that's a that's a good time yeah definitely i think the same thing kind of applies like if you've been traveling for a long time and just eating out and then you yeah. finally get home and you can just make your own food the way you make it, it's just like the best meal on the planet. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I don't know, maybe, I don't think I'll experience that when I get back to New Zealand, but I think, um, I think after Western States, I don't know what I'm most looking forward to, to be honest. Like I've been pretty dry lately. I haven't had too many beers. I had one the other night just to taste the, um, we're in the Sierra Nevadas, right? So I had one of theirs, a hazy drop, and that was all good. But I'll be looking forward to a, yeah, probably a nice cold beer after Western States. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, a, a good, like, I used to really like the $5 Little Caesars hot and ready pizzas, the Italian sausage and cheese one, like just big one, just chill back, eat the whole thing. That, yeah, that would go pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I, I don't have my video playing because I was just laughing. <laughs> it's like the worst pizza on the planet, and here you are craving it. <laughs> oh, actually, the um the one that's been playing during the uh, NBA finals, the Papa John's Dorito type the pizza. Uh, I forgot what exactly what it was called, but people will know if they've been watching the NBA finals. Uh, it looked really good, so I might go for that. Well, that that sounds 
disgusting, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you want there after a race. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see if you puke or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, we gotta get going. I got another call coming up, but it was good to chat with you, and I'll see you on probably Wednesday or Thursday then. Yeah, perfect. We great to catch up again, Derek. Good on you, mate. Yeah, for sure, man. And so, where can people uh, look you up on social media? Yeah, I'm mainly active on the old Instagram, uh, daniel.c.jones. Pretty generic there, but um, that's me. And yeah, reach out if, if you're looking for uh, any ideas about traveling in New Zealand. I'd love to, like, you know, reciprocate the old um, trail running hospitality and yeah, give you some ideas or yeah. Cheers, uh, cheers everyone for listening in as well. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sounds good, man. And um, yeah, good luck on Saturday and um, have a good race and I'll see you out there. Awesome, mate. We'll catch you out there, eh?